Hello, my name is Pastor Michael E. Tom. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly Eton, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eton, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.myspace.com. Hear God's Word at Bethlehem.com or a podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem or through our Women of the Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the Word. We'll move all the doubt and cause the sun to see and give us you enabled us to do this day to worship and glorify your holy name father now lord we turn our hearts our minds and our souls unto thy word and we say lord speak lord for your people need to hear from you father speak lord but we're not interested in hearing from a preacher we want to hear from god we thank you father we glorify your holy name, Lord. And may we be doers of the word and not just hearers. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise the Lord. Amen. And praise the Lord. We want to thank you for being in the household of the Lord once again and before I get started this morning, I want to do a few what the young folk used to call shout-outs. I want to shout-out to all the kingdom men in this place. Uh, we had a wonderful time yesterday in our Bible study, and God really worked and moved amongst the lives of men who were there and we praise God for working in our lives. Amen. Amen. Am I right about it, men? Amen. Amen. Now, when is the next meeting set? The 21st of September. Amen. And, and we need to, those of you who need to get uh, books, uh, The Kingdom Man, right, by Dr. Tony Evans, I uh, want you to see Brother Bill. Amen. Amen. Also, we want to recognize Reverend Taylor, who's here this morning. God bless you for being in the house. Amen. And I was surprised to see Reverend and Sister Russian twice in a row. It hasn't happened much here lately. <laughs> and also, at the end of our service, we're going to give the right hand of fellowship to Brother 
Lucius Nichols. Amen. 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 So y'all remind me that we need to give him the right hand of fellowship. And uh, his job is... uh, is uh we gotta we gotta catch him when we can, amen. <laughs> amen. So we're gonna give him the right hand of fellowship. Wanna remind you of our vision for this church. We believe by faith that this edifice is what God is calling us to build, even as we build the body of Christ. And some may not be able to see it, but that's okay. You got to see it by faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And each Sunday as we're in this place, you've got to take your place in this place. Ushers, take your place at the door here. Preachers, uh, uh, take your place here. Choir, in the choir loft and on Tuesdays, imagine that you're in back here in the choir room. Amen. Uh, this is our vision, and we have not forgotten the vision. Amen. Amen. I'm under the impression that if God tells you to do something, then you ought to do it. Amen. 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 And praise the Lord. Do you believe it, church? Amen. Amen. And praise the Lord. Bethlehem. Let's do that again. That was pretty good. <laughs> Bethlehem. This is our theme throughout this year. First Peter four seventeen. For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. And this year we're praying that God will enable us to get it right as a church. That we might be the light that God has called us to be. That we might be the people that God has called us to be. We're not so much as concerned about filling the seats with people. We want to fill the seats with disciples. Amen. Amen. And and, and the only way that's going to happen is we've got to get it right. We've got to live right. Hello, somebody. And then we've got to make him known. Amen. And that's what Share the Love Sunday is all about. And that's why we're wearing these t-shirts today. Uh, we want to make him known. Amen. Because that's what disciples do. We're in this month entitled Getting It Right Mandatorily. And, and we're talking about some things that a disciple would mandatorily has to do. Um, which is we have to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the commission. A disciple has to pray. Prayer for a Christian is like electricity uh, in a house, and you've got to plug into the power. Bible study is a part of that mandatory thing. We've got to get into the word of God. Yesterday morning at 8.30, We got into the word of God with the men of God, the kingdom men. And and those are the places that disciples show up and go. And we've got to worship. There's some folk believing that they they don't have to worship God to be a Christian. Oh, yeah, you have to worship God. Some folks say you don't have to come to church uh, to be a Christian. 
but you, 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 the best way to put it is that you've got to collect together. Hello, somebody. You have to assemble together. And God says, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, that I'm in the midst. Hello, somebody. These are mandatory things. Obedience. We live in a culture and a society where we believe that we can do what we want to do in the Christian church. No, Jesus died for you. And he didn't die for you to give you freedom to live as you want to live. Uh, Paul said that he was a bond servant. And he used those terms that some of us don't like, a slave to Christ. Hello, somebody. And disciples uh, have that mindset and they obey. They obey in their giving. Folks get mad when you start talking about giving. My friend, uh, that first Baptist, uh, Ricky, Ricky McGee, uh, not Ricky McGee, but Ricky, what McNeil says, your giving determines your living. Hello, somebody. We've got some witnesses to that. Prayer, Bible study, collective worship, serving the Lord. Don't you know that you were saved to serve? And there are a lot of churches boasting about the number of people that they have in their seats. But these people only show up on Sunday morning for an hour's service. And you ask them, how are you serving the Lord? Hello, somebody. You've got to serve the Lord. You were saved to serve. You were saved to witness. These are just mandatory, spiritual mandatory minimums. And today we're going to talk about serve the Lord. Serve the Lord. We're going to look at Romans chapter 12 verses 9 through 13. Romans 12, 9 through 13. Would you please stand in reverence to the word of God. Stand symbolically saying that I will stand on the word of God. Let's read this out loud together at the same time on three. One, two, three. Spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Joyful in hope, patience in hope, patience in affliction, thankful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord this morning. We're going to talk about serve the Lord, serve the Lord. And people who serve the Lord, they have God's fanaticism. People who serve the Lord has God's fervor. And people who serve the Lord is one of God's followers. And before we leave here today, we want to make sure that you're fanatic about the God that you serve. That you're fervent about serving him. And that you are truly a follower of Jesus Christ. We want Christians to know this morning that Christians should serve God joyfully. Christians should serve God joyfully. This time of the year I remember used to mean so much to me. It doesn't mean as much as it used to when I was a fanatic. 
But this time of year is what? Football season. Hello, somebody. And during football season is the most exciting time because, uh, like I said, it used to be the most exciting time to me because my favorite team would play the game. And no, Brother Nichols, my favorite team is not Kentucky. I don't even want to mention the Sooners. <laughs> I get in trouble every year about this time. <laughs> uh, but, 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 but your favorite team began to play the game. And, 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 and many of us are fanatical about our favorite team. So fanatical that we'll wear our team's jersey. Hello, somebody. Uh, some are so fanatical about their, their team, they'll pray for season tickets. Hello, somebody. Some are, are, are so are fervent and, and fanatical about their team, they'll drive 40, 50, 60 miles to go see them play on that Saturday or that Sunday. Some have literally have traveled and followed their favorite team. Should you have a good team? Oh, to the bowl. Hello, somebody. And if they're out there, oh, in Florida, they'll follow and be fanatical and follow their team to Florida. If they're, oh, in California, they'll follow them because they're so enthusiastic about their team. Hello, somebody. But you say, preacher, I don't, I, I don't like football like that, but you're fanatical about something. Some of you are so fanatical about, oh, oh, the television uh, that you watch. That, uh, oh, you, you run straight home uh, on that night when it's time for your show to play. Hello, somebody. Oh, when scandal's on, don't call me doing scandal. Hello, somebody. I got to watch my, I got to watch my, my, my show. This is my show. And some people are so excited about their watching that they'll begin to tweet uh, and begin to post on Facebook uh, all the things and the stuff that's going on in the, with their favorite shows. There's some oh, people that have a, a favorite show like the, like the Pro Bowl, like, uh, not the Pro Bowl, but the Super Bowl, uh, where they'll have folk coming over and watch like the Super Bowl watch parties and they gather and they're so excited and they do that with uh, oh, the Bachelor. A lot of folk have Bachelor watching parties. Uh, hello somebody and they're, they're so excited and enthusiastic about their team hello somebody and, and folk don't even have to have, folk don't even have to know they can see just by what you're wearing what you believe and there's some folk that even die they're so fanatical with about their favorite team that they'll get buried in their favorite team's jersey or have a favorite team hat oh in the coffin Hello, somebody. And they're so excited about their team. And then, they, and then you get these same folk. You get them in the household of the Lord. The living God. Hello, somebody. The great I am. Oh, and they get, oh, they get dry. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. They, oh, they don't want to sing a Zion song. They don't want to clap their hands. They don't want to praise the Lord. They don't want to pray. They don't want to open their mouths. Oh, they don't want to do nothing but sit and look sour. 
Sometimes you wonder why they in the household in the first place. Hello, somebody. He came here looking so bitter. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And you take those same folk, I don't care how quiet they are. And you've heard me say it oh many times before. There's some folk that sit quiet in the household of the Lord. But don't let them, don't go over their house while they watch the game. Ooh, they be jumping up, hollering, giving high fives, cussing at the players. I could have caught that. No, you know you couldn't have caught that. You wouldn't even been there to catch it. You'd have bre- you left the line five yards later. You breathing hard. <laughs> Hello, somebody. And want to criticize some of the greatest athletes on planet Earth. If you were that good, you would have played the game. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. This morning, we ought to talk about a servant of the Lord. And one of the first things that we're going to see about a servant is that a servant of the Lord has zeal. Hello, somebody. Anybody know what zeal is? Oh, tell me what zeal is right quick. Help me preach. What is zeal? Enthusiasm. Are you enthusiastic about the things of God? Are you enthusiastic to stand on the door? Are you enthusiastic to give your offering? Are you enthusiastic to teach the word? Are you enthusiastic to make it here on a Sunday morning? And when you get here, is all of you here? Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Uh, because some of us just here in body, but their minds are somewhere else. Are you, are you excited about the God that you serve? Hello, somebody. Do you have some zeal about the Lord? Hello, somebody. You have some zeal about something. Hello, somebody. This is a worship song where, oh, oh, people who believe in... And our God, they, they came up with a special song talking about the zeal of God. It consumes me. It burns me in my soul. Hello, somebody. A driving force that cannot stop. Oh, a fire that cannot be quenched. And when they sing, they say, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Is there anybody here that's got some true zeal for the Lord? The zeal of God, the word says, consumes me. Are you consumed about the things of the Lord? Hello, somebody. Hello, some. Do you have a true relationship with God? Oh, are you fanatical? Hello, somebody. About the Lord. The text says, uh, uh, under God's fanaticism, never be lacking in what? Uh, in zeal. Hello, somebody. Never be lacking in zeal. Never be lacking in enthusiasm uh, when it comes to God and serving God. Never be lacking 
in excitement when it comes to serving God. Never, 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 never like zeal. Hello, somebody. And, and like I said, sports is the greatest illustration of where folk have have uh, zeal because, uh, oh, at the beginning of the season, they always think that their team is going to win. They always have a positive attitude. Uh, one of the ways that you want to know that you have zeal in life, uh, oh, a zeal about God uh, is your attitude. Uh, oh, do you have the right attitude? Uh, I told you this morning that even if you own injured reserve and you own a winning team uh, oh and they go to the Super Bowl uh, oh and they win you still get a ring oh simply because you were on the team uh, I know the devil has injured some folk last week uh, I know the devil has has caused some loved ones to die last week uh, I know the devil has caused some sickness uh, in your body I know somebody couldn't sleep last night but what does that have to do uh, with the God that you Oh, because when you look until they lift up your eyes unto the hills from which cometh your help, you can't help but be excited. You can't help but be enthusiastic to believe that right now I'm in the valley. But because of the God that I serve, I know I'm going to make it back to the mountaintop. I've been going through some hard times. I've been going through some sad times. But the God that I serve is still on the throne and the angels are still praising his holy name and they never lose enthusiasm about God they say holy 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 it's not a quiet place it's not a solemn praise in the heavens they're singing and shouting aloud there's enthusiasm in heaven and if you have a problem with zeal then you don't want to go to heaven hello somebody hello somebody when we see God for who he is oh and when we see Jesus you don't want to go to heaven because it's an exciting place an enthusiastic place oh somebody here you better get that enthusiasm that God wants you to have you better get some zeal in your life say to your neighbor neighbor Oh, neighbor, you better get some zeal in your life. Hello, somebody. The zeal of God consumes me. Hello, somebody. Every day I wake up my eyes, I'm excited to see what God is about to do because the zeal of God consumes me. It doesn't matter if I'm sick in my body. I still wake up with zeal and believe that maybe this is the day that I can press my way through the crowd. This is the day where I can elbow my way to the mass and he can touch me and make me whole again. Do you have zeal? For the Lord. Hello, somebody. And the things of the Lord. Oh, when you lose your zeal, oh, you don't want to preach no more. When you lose your zeal, you don't want to teach no more. When you lose your zeal, you don't want to go to church no more. Hello, somebody. And how can you say that you know the Lord and you're hopeless? Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. It should be impossible for a Christian to be hopeless because the zeal of God consumes me. And this is why the writer wrote today in the book of Romans, never be lacking in 
zeal. Hello, somebody. Oh, hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. I like what Ecclesiastes 9 and 20 says. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all of your might. For what? For in the realm of the dead, what? What? Hello, somebody. The zeal of God could, should consume you till anything you do, you do for the glory of God and you work with it with all of your might. Christians should be the best employers because you don't do what you do for a paycheck. Or let me reframe that. You shouldn't be doing what you're doing for a paycheck. You should be doing it because you want to glorify God. But whatever you put your hands to, you want to glorify God and you want to lift him up. You're excited about God. Therefore, it should make you the best employee at the company because you don't work for man, but you work for God. And the zeal for God consumes you. And that's what makes you excellent in all that you say and all that you do because the zeal of God. Hello, somebody. And I work, as Jesus said, I must work while it is day for the night comes when no man can work. Hello, somebody. You can't say that you love the Lord without zeal. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor or neighbor, do you feel the zeal? <laughs> do you feel the zeal? Are you excited? Are you enthusiasm? Do you do you believe? Regardless of what your eyes see, for faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And I can go through some times where God some subtract some things, but the one thing that He never subtracts is my zeal. Hello, somebody. Job is a good example of that. He lost everything, but his zeal. Hello, somebody. He, he ended up saying, blessed be the name of the Lord. Hello, somebody. That's zeal. Hello, somebody. That's real zeal. He lost all your children. Hello, somebody. I know some folk are in here mourning. Oh, but but, but I, I, I guarantee you, you're probably not mourning like he mourned. Hello, somebody. In a sense of losing all those people at the of you saying, blessed be the name of the Lord in the midst of your trials. That's true zeal. Hello, somebody. That's fanaticism. Hello, somebody. Have you ever, now this kind of person gets on your nerves. Have you ever saw somebody excited about their team and their team always have a losing record? Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Don't that, don't that get on your nerve that Pastor Eton is still enthusiastic about the Longhorns and they haven't won in I don't know how many years? <laughs> and that's what the devil thinks. Oh, oh, he, he, he I done done all this to him. But he's still serving. I done done all this to him. He's still preaching. He's still teaching. As a matter of fact, he's getting better. And not worse. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. God's fanaticism. Hello, somebody. God, are, are you fanatical about God? 
Hello, somebody. But not only that, he, he not only talks about the zeal of fanaticism, but then he goes on to talk about fervor. Hello, somebody. He says, never be lacking in zeal, but what? Keep your spiritual fervor. Hello, somebody. <laughs> he says, there's some stuff that you might lose. But this is what you cannot lose. This is what you have to keep. You've got to keep your spiritual fervor. Hello, somebody. That's another way of saying zeal. Hello, somebody. Enthusiasm. Spiritual fervor. This video is going to tell us a little bit about uh, spiritual fervor. This is Tracy Weaver of Risen Life Our prayer focus this week is freedom. What is What are you passionate for? Maybe a sport, perhaps a hobby, music, some kind of recreation or amusement. In Romans 12, we read, Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor. Men and women, we're to be passionate for God. Passionate in our love for Him, we're to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Yes, Lord. Freedom in Christ comes with a passionate walk with the living God. Yes, Lord. Father, we come before you, and we acknowledge and confess that we can be passionate about so many other things. Hmm. We ask that you would ignite a passion in our hearts. Ignite a passion, Father. We want to walk in freedom with you, vitality and strength and power and joy. So that we might follow you, walk after you. Yes, Lord. With renewed zeal. And yes, Lord. Yes, Father. We ask it in Jesus' Jesus name. Amen. Amen. And praise the Lord. This is my prayer for Bethlehem. That, that, that we have zeal. And we have fervor. I can remember a time when we did have zeal. And we did have fervor. And guess what? Uh, the people had to show up because we were so excited about what God was doing here at the church that we told everybody that we came in contact. Uh, I can remember back when Shabbat Sunday used to be the Sunday that had the most folk in it because the people of God would go out and tell others of bread. Oh, and we were so fervent. We had so much zeal. But something happens when you have zeal. Something happens when you have fervor. Oh, the test comes. Hello, somebody. And there have been some folk oh, who've been failing the test. And that's why they're not here no more. Because they failed the test. Oh, because oh, they didn't have their life uh, oh, solid on the rock uh, of Jesus. Uh, because when you have your life solid uh, on the rock uh, with Jesus, uh, whenever the storm comes, uh, oh, you'll be foundation. You have your foundation in the Lord. When the winds blow, uh, you depend uh, upon the Lord. Uh, oh, 
when the rain comes, you depend upon the Lord and you're solid like a rock. And and because you're solid like a rock, you do those mandatory minimums. Oh, you obey the word of God. Even when it don't feel good. You come to Bible study. Even when you don't feel good. And have a long day. Oh you give your money. Even when you've been laid off. You think that you've got to bring something. To worship the Lord. Because your life is on the rock. And you tell others about Jesus. There's nothing like being around a new Christian. Because a new Christian has that zeal. The new Christian will go out and tell others about Jesus. A new Christian will go out and tell others that you need to be in the house of the Lord. On Sunday morning, they'll tell their family, their friends, anybody they come in contact with. Oh, about Jesus. And they'll do everything that the word says. Oh, and they'll see the fruit from it. There's some folk that's been saved too long. Or they never been saved at all. Hello, somebody. Oh, how can you lose enthusiasm about the God that I serve? The great I am. How can you lose zeal and fervor about because he's the same God yesterday? Today and forever. He's that same God of seven years ago. Oh, he's that same God of six years ago. When we were excited about the things of the Lord. He's the same God. But what happened to you? You've lost your zeal. You've lost your spiritual fervor. Oh, and God says in the book of Revelations. He said, put it this way. That you have lost your first love. Hello, somebody. Is that somebody here lacking zeal? Is there somebody here lacking spiritual fervor? Well, you better cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, have your zeal consume me. Lord, have your spiritual fervor or work its way out in my life that I may love you with all my heart, with all my mind, with all my soul, with all my might because I'm being consumed by the zeal of God. I have spiritual fervor in Jesus' name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, somebody. Do you have spiritual fervor? Ask your neighbor, neighbor, or neighbor, do you have this fervor? Do you have this, this spiritual fervor? Hello, somebody. Uh, do you have it in the good times? Do you have it in the bad times? Do you have it in the me- mediocre times? Oh, I have uh, this zeal regardless uh, of what I'm going through. Uh, and there's some other saints uh, that have this zeal uh, regardless of what they're going through. Uh, they want to serve uh, the Lord until they die. They realize uh, that they're in a race uh, like Paul. Oh, realized that he was in a race. And the time is running out. I was talking to a brother that 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 says that he has been called to the ministry. I mean, he says it. He he said it. He he said it before a, a group of the saints. He he said that he, but he's not. He's not. He's not preaching. Hello, somebody. Now, if God tells me 
And, and I don't think I'm anybody that special. If God tells me to do something, if, if, if God tells me to do something, I'm going to do it. Hello, somebody. Whether I feel like it or not. I didn't feel like being no preacher. Especially didn't feel like being no pastor. Last thing on planet earth I wanted to do. I said, I'll do anything for you. But preach. Hello, somebody. You button God? Wait a minute. And my decision of the will. Oh, because I love the Lord. Because the 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 the, the, the zeal of God consumes me. I, oh, I hear and I heard an old testament preacher say that it's like fire shut up in my bones. Hello, somebody. I've got to preach. Hello, somebody. I've got to teach. Oh, my wife get at me, mad at me. He said, You don't ever take your vacation time. The zeal of God consumes me. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Like it consumes some of y'all. Y'all are retired. Some of y'all, y'all know who y'all is. Y'all retired and had two months of vacation (laughs) that they had to give you money for because you were zealous about your job and your work. Hello, somebody. You, You know, people didn't have to make you show up. Hello, sir. People didn't have to make you work late. Hello, somebody. Because you had a zeal for it. But some of these same folk can't show up to Sunday school on time. Hello, somebody. And when they show up, they're not all the way here. Hello, somebody. Heard our superintendent say, you know, y'all need to go talking about the kids. And man, really talking to some of us adults, too. Y'all need to go to bed early on Saturday night. Hello, somebody. Because you show up here lacking zeal. It's hard to preach to folk that lack zeal. I call it preaching up here. Hello, somebody. You got to preach up here when folk don't have zeal. <laughs> Can I? You ain't, can't get it. So I'm I'm gone. <laughs> Cause some of them brothers that can hoop, they can hoop you happy. Hello, somebody. I can't hoop. <laughs> Hello, somebody. <laughs> but, but, but when you have the zeal of God, you don't need nobody to hoop to you. Hello, somebody. You don't need nobody to tell you a happy message to give you a spiritual, motivational speech. When you have the zeal of God, it consumes you. When you have spiritual fervor, you don't need no outside help. Oh, all you see is the God that you serve, and you see him for who he is, only, and that gives you enthusiasm and zeal for the life that you live. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. You ain't excited about your church. Ain't nobody else going to be excited about it. If you ain't excited about your God, ain't nobody else going to be excited. Hello, somebody. If you ain't excited about Jesus, ain't nobody else going to be excited about Jesus. If you ain't excited about the gospel, which literally means good news. 
hello somebody. Ain't nobody else gonna be excited about it. I think it was our brother and man. It's right at the end of Sunday school talked about the news. They all they share is bad news, as if there's no good news that ever happens. There's good news and good all over the place, but they just focus on the bad, focus on the fires, focus on what's going on in Egypt, focus on what's going on with the floods, focus on all the bad and the negative stuff. Hello, somebody. The church of our Lord and Jesus Christ. Oh, we have the goodest of the goods, the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and it's our job to go out and tell others about Him. Make Him somebody. If we don't do it as we learned last week, we are plan A. There is no plan B. Hello somebody. Hello somebody. Talked about God's fanaticism, God's fervor. And this next uh, text is going to give the children something to learn about today's verse and prayerfully we saints will learn as well. A little bit. We'll play a little bit of this. Lacking in zeal. Y'all say woohoo. Oh, somebody got it. <laughs> Never be lacking in zeal. <laughs> oh, that sounds good. Let's do that again. Never be lacking in zeal. All right. <laughs> because God has called us to serve Him. And that's what God followers do. We we serve the Lord. Our life is not our own. Yeah. We, we serve the Lord. How can you say that you're saved and you don't serve? And, and that's why I would say, oh, and, 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 and modern day Christianity is more concerned in the church about members. And they think they're doing something because they have 15,000 members. They think they're doing something because they have 100 members on the road or 10,000 members on the road. But if you ask folk at every church, I've been in mega churches and I've been in small churches and it's been the same everywhere I've been. I've been at a church where we were saying that we had 3,000 members. But guess what? There was only 300 that was really serving the Lord. I've been in 
churches where we most and said we had 5,000 members. Oh, but the most you saw, oh, serving the Lord was probably 350 or 400 folk doing everything. And I believe that those are the true disciples in the church. The people that really serve the Lord are truly are truly saved because you've been saved to serve. Say to your neighbor, neighbor or neighbor, you've been saved to serve. Oh, and it's not my job to make you feel comfortable because you make it to an 11 o'clock service. Hello, son, you come there late. Hello, somebody, don't come to Sunday school where there's no teaching and Bible study where there's no teaching. Oh, and you think that you're okay. Yeah, you're not okay if you're not serving the Lord. Oh, God gave his son Jesus. I mean, he gave gave his son to die for you and for me. And you think he's going to let his son die in vain. Hello, somebody. Some of you here have sons. Everyone here that has a son, I want you to stand up if you're willing for that son to die for me. Stand up. Come on now. Come on now. I know you got a son. Come on. I know you got a son. Oh, brother, you know you. <laughs> okay, JR, where you at? <laughs> and I'm an okay fella. Hello, somebody. I may be okay. Oh, but that's God died. Oh, for the sins of the world. Hello, somebody. And you think that he wants his son to die in vain? No. He wants you to serve him. He wants you to be his uh, slave, if you would. His bond servant, if you would. You are saved to serve. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. You're saved to serve in Jesus' name. I don't believe that you can be saved and not serve the Lord. Now, I know there's some unique situations where, like that thief on the cross, hello somebody, but for the most of us, hello somebody, hello somebody. Acts 20 and 19 says, I what? I I serve the Lord with what? That's another thing. A true servant of the Lord has humility. He ain't going to think he's all that in a bag of chips and dip when he shows up on the scene. Hello, somebody. Like some preachers show up. They show up and they and they act like they God themselves. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Want everybody to rise. Want everybody to stand. Want everybody to recognize them. Hello, somebody. Coming in late. Hello, somebody. And want you to stop the service and, and recognize them. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And when I come in late, I be crowing at the back because I hate to be late. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Humility. Serve the Lord with great humility and with what? Woo. Hello, somebody. Serving the Lord won't be easy. Hello, somebody. When you decide to do better for the Lord, 
It's going to get rough sometimes. That's what we talked about the kingdom men. The devil is not excited about men getting together, studying the word of God. And we said, oh, the devil's going to come against us. But we've got to learn to serve God with great humility and in tears. Hello, somebody in the midst of what? Severe testing. And that's somebody here today in the midst of severe testing. Don't stop serving the Lord during your severe testing. That's what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to quit. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. If I can use Reverend Russian as an example. We know his struggle with his eyes. Hello, somebody. But I told him that the devil was trying to take your eyes to take your voice. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And he grew through it during this severe testing. And now guess what? He's running all over the land. Hello, somebody. Preaching for the Lord. Doing severe testing. Hello, somebody. He's serving the Lord with great zeal. Anyhow. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. That's what you've got to do, church. You can't give up. I know some of you are going through some severe trials, some severe testing. But God says to you, don't lose your zeal. Don't lose your spiritual fervor. And don't lose your ministry that God has given you to serve him with all your heart, mind, and soul, and might. And Jesus said, Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. oh neighbor, you better serve him. In Jesus' name, you better serve him. Our time is up. Deacons, will you come? All eyes are closed, heads are bowed. Saints are praying. Saints are praying. There may be somebody here today that... Do not know Jesus in the pardoning of your sins. Jesus came, lived the perfect life. But not only did he have to live the perfect life, but he literally came to die for your sins and my sins. In that Garden of Gethsemane, he had to struggle. Hello, somebody. During his great trials, of severe testing. He had to pray what some of you have to pray. Father, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And when he prayed that prayer, he would get up and he would be accused for crimes that he didn't commit. He would be put on trial. He would be mocked. He would be scorned. He would be beaten, literally. They would put a crown of thorn on his head. Oh, but yet he prayed that prayer. Not my will, but thy will be done. He continued doing, oh, severe testing. He humbled himself even to the point of death. Oh, as they took him through the streets of Jerusalem with a cross on his back. Oh, to that hill called Galgotha. Nailed him on the cross him up between two thieves as if to say that he was a thief. Oh, but he didn't give up there during the severe testing time. He gave up the ghost. And when he gave up the ghost, oh, he gave up his life for you and me. And the Bible says that he died. Oh, and he was buried and he stayed dead. But 
with all power in his hands. I said he got up on the third day with all power in his hands. Oh, and because he got up, guess what? You can get up out of your depression. You can get up out of your trials. You can get up out of your trouble. You can get up out of all your sins and you can give your life to Jesus Christ. And we want you to come today if you've never prayed that prayer and ask Jesus Christ oh, to come into your life and repent it of your sins ready to walk in newness of life. We want you to Hello come again, right this is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program and before we sign off we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living King, you have to find God's family. And that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love believe by faith that you've been born household of faith here at Bethlehem. Again, we're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. But if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up and the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home. 
and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Tom, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life has changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.hearGodsWord at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. He raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. I believe God can do it for us. And we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to Vision to Reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state of the arts, build a reality because you've taken time to give. 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.